Grant, you'll like this text from the 913. The Jayhawks era of owning the Big 12 is over. They believe it so much they sent it twice. Hmm. From the 816, I sent this text to the drive. They did not mention it. Maybe you will. Yo, dot. all these texters and callers keep using the words like must, cannot, better not. These are the same people that was crying after the Raiders, Raiders loss. I understand you get paid to talk Chiefs, and you got to do so. I don't This text is long. I didn't know it was this long. In the words of Kansas City's own Nick Wright, never a doubt. Last year or this coming year, in Veach we trust. O-line and so on. They fix it. They fix it. They, no matter what will happen with Jones and Sneed, we still have Mahomes and Andy and Spags and Travis and the best interior O-line and so on and so forth. Every year they bring in or let walk. This team will be right back in the NFC Championship game with a good chance to win another Super Bowl. And the words of Kansas City's own Nick Wright, never a doubt, last year or this coming year in Beach, you trust. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. We couldn't know. We, we, we know that. Somebody says, we know Liz needs to listen to everybody else's take your take. Dusty is a crown jewel. Not mad about that one. Uh, the other thing I'm not mad about is my coworkers getting some great people today. This was the best of Brett Veach today. Your general manager in Veach you trust joining the drive with Carrington Harrison, Rob Brenton. Well, I, listen, I, I think it's every year when you get into these, these are never easy. And there's, you know, these are great players and, you know, they deserve a lot of money. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, where we are both in the short and long term, and, and making it fit. And, you know, we ran into some hurdles last year and, you know, as everyone knows, I mean, Chris didn't play that opening game, but I give him credit and his, uh, the Cats brothers credit because, you know, right after that game, we had a really good talk and he came into the building and, you know, we had a heart to heart for about 30, 45 minutes and kind of laid it all out on the table. And, you know, we talked about how this would go this season and what the steps would look like um, moving forward. And, you know, we left it as we're going to get out in front of this and, you know, we're going to pick up where we left off and, just basically hit the pause button um, as in where we left it last year before, um, you know, or right after that Detroit game. So here we are now. We're, we're back in Indy, and we've had some great initial dialogues over the phone, and now we're going to hit the play button uh, again starting tomorrow. I believe we meet with uh, the Cat Brothers either tomorrow or Wednesday. So um, we'll just continue where we left off and see if there's another window or avenue that, you know, we could um, we could cross to get this thing done because, you know, we'd certainly love, you know, to bring Chris back, and, and you know, that's – what our intentions are. That's an interesting phrase because I was going to ask you that. How close were you guys to getting a deal done where it is easy to simply resume where you were, but also understanding that, I mean, we are days, weeks away from, he's not only negotiating with you guys as an organization, he's also negotiating with the other 31 teams in the league. So again, with these things, you always have to be cautiously optimistic. Um, I think you go into every off season with a plan and, and then really your off-season are just a series of contingency plans stacked on top of one another because uh, there's a lot of high-profile players. It's, it's a lot of money, and some teams, depending on their cap situation or you know what their different cash budgets look like, are equipped to do things that potentially you know we can't do. And so that's, uh, it's one of those great unknowns when you enter into every free agency, and so I don't ever get overconfident 
in this process because you, you know how it, it is so dynamic and so fluid. So, um, no, listen, I, we have the thing that we have going for us is that, you know, I think obviously we love Chris, and I think Chris genuinely wants to be here, wants to finish his career as a Kansas City Chief. And so, again, we'll we'll pick up where we left off, and, you know, I, I hope that we're able to make some progress and get something done, but also understand the reality of it is that it's, it's not a guarantee. And so, you know, we have to um, make sure that we have a series of contingency plans ready to go. You mentioned earlier today that you guys anticipate using the franchise tag. You guys have two possible candidates for the tag. You have Chris Jones and you have Legereus Sneed. We're talking about Chris Jones. His franchise tag number is substantially higher than Sneed. Over the course of the negotiation, do you find that to be one of the bigger hurdles with Chris Jones, the fact that his franchise tag number is so high this offseason? Yeah, I mean, that would be a hurdle um, for, for sure. And But, again, I think we've had so much extended dialogue uh, last offseason, I mean, you know, months leading before training camp started and, and then after training camp began. So, um, you know, those are one of a bunch of different factors that go into all these things. And, um, you know, just how we're able to handle that will, you know, it'll be dependent on, on again, where we where we can close the gap. I mean, there's always, we don't get a deal done. There's, there's certainly a gap on both ends. So with all these things, it's just, can you find that middle spot where everyone is, is good with it? And, you know, we weren't able to do that last year, but I think we were inching closer to it and we decided to hit the pause button. Both parties were good with it. So hopefully now we can just, uh, you know, close that gap off and, and get this thing knocked out. Right now, we're talking to Brett Veach, the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. We take a closer look at some of the offseason storylines. Let's transition to Sneed. Where were you when you heard his comments on Kay Adams' show where his message to you was, pay me? <laughs> I don't know if someone sent it to me. Um, look, those guys, are they do a great job. And uh, I, didn't, I don't even know if I heard the whole conversation. But, uh, I mean, look, LJ is a great player, and, and he's going to get paid in some shape, form, or fashion, right? So, uh, he deserves it. Love the kid. Now, he's been through so much in his life, and what a great story. What a great competitor. He's a consummate professional, and he comes in every day ready to work. A uh, bunch of games this year where, you know, I think he wasn't 100%. I think that Cincinnati game, I don't think he practiced all week, and he's like, I'm not missing this game. So um, he's not wrong in saying that, and he deserves it. And uh, love him, love everything about him, and that's why, just like Chris Jones, we're going to put our foot – you know, best foot forward, and hopefully we can get something done. Um, super challenging, but again, these are great problems to have when you have two great players like that. No, it absolutely is. I'm going to tell you kind of the debate that we've had on the show because this has kind of carried the conversation since the championship parade is I see it as I think that the Chiefs, I, I think you as an organization, you guys are the you guys are the best at three things. I think you have the best coach in the league, the best quarterback in the league, and I think you have the best one-two corner combination, and that's something incredibly valuable to me. I look at McDuffie as I think he might be the best young corner in the league, and I think that Sneed is a 27-year-old versatile corner that can do a lot of things. My partner, Rob Britt, you spoke to him earlier. He sees it as, hey, you guys have never really spent big money on corner, and you guys have drafted really, really well. What is that balance of, obviously, a player like Sneed, you want to negotiate with them, you want to, but you guys have drafted really well at that position, and you guys have just had constant turnover and have constantly made it work as well. I think it certainly gives you confidence when you go into these uh, transitional periods that we have a track record of, of uncovering corners and developing them and working with them. But I think, listen, I think all, you always want to uh, retain your, your best players. And, and 
you know, you put your best foot forward. And when you have a uh, – listen, I know LJ was left off a lot of these postseason accolades, but I think you agree with Carrington. I think we all know that he was one of the better corners in the league and uh, don't buy into any of that stuff. But him and Trent are just two outstanding players, and those are known commodities. And if we have a chance to keep those two intact with Chris Jones, like, we're going to do that. Uh, if we can't, we understand that's just the reality of this business and – this is why the league is so great. It's not built for teams to just have continued success because you're going to have less money and you're going to have worse draft pick selections. So uh, there is a there is a degree of confidence that we have though that we've been able to to find corners late and our coaching staff's great belief and faith in them to develop those guys. But I think you always want to put your best foot forward to, to keep your known commodities and keep great players. And if you can do it, great. But uh, if you can't, just you know, understand that there has been another path to, to get high production out of that position. There obviously was major news, a major announcement regarding the salary cap, and it took a bigger jump than expected. How has that changed your focus? How has that changed maybe your net of the players that you were going to go into, but now you got a little bit more money to spend? How has that changed your philosophy heading into free agency? Well, it was one of those bits of information that you're certainly on the offset, like you're happy right i mean more money is is good for everybody but on the other end you have to be a little uh conservative from the standpoint of like we don't know will there be normal six percent growth off of this 255 or will it be a less percent growth will it be flat i mean so on one end i think for the immediate short term it's it's great relief for all the teams it's it's great additional uh, resources to spend in, in this year but you know it is a little tricky because you just can't assume that there's going to be natural growth off of this 255 number it could be less uh, the next few years so that it could end up kind of flattening out over time so on, on one end i think it, it's beneficial for the teams and maybe for some of their tag candidates for that one year uh, to help them get through this but on the other end i think you just have to temper expectations a little bit because we don't have all the information of, of what this growth will look like moving forward there was a little bit of buzz rumor about you guys potentially restructuring Patrick Mahomes' contract again to create even more cap space going into it. Is that a conversation that you've had in, as an organization? Of Obviously, you have the quarterback in place. Have you guys had a conversation about restructuring his contract again to give you guys even more cap space going into this big year regarding free agency? I think we, you know, when we go through these processes with with the players and free agency, I think it's it's, you know, the part of that unique relationship we, we have with Pat. And that's always um, something that we have the ability to potentially use at any given time. And uh, we work through those things. And I think it's comforting knowing that we have that kind of relationship with Pat and we have that flexibility built in with, within the contract. But um, that's more along the lines of letting the natural course of, of business take place. Let's go ahead and see if we can get these guys done and see what these structures look like and what these cash flows look like and then know that we have that to utilize if needed and we also have a great relationship with him um, and a great understanding of just kind of working through these things as, as a team like we always do. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back here on After Hours, Dusty Leggins with you. The rest of the takes tonight will be my own. Somebody says, we've heard all these takes all day long. We want the crown jewels takes. I thought I'd been pretty solid in the first hour and 20 minutes. I just had to pay my respects to my teammates. 
So every day you get to hear Brett Veach one-on-one with Carrington Harrison. And then you pay your respects to Nate Taylor, who, you know, taps into everything and always Chiefs. From the 913, Dusty, how about the take on Tyree Kill before my wife gets off work and I have to turn you off a lot? Come again? 913, Dusty, how about the take on Tyree Kill before my wife gets off work and I have to turn you off a lot? Do you think the majority of people that text into the J Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610 voice to text or just text? I think it's probably a lot of voice to text. Do you voice to text? No. I used to, but not anymore. I only do it when I can't spell the word. Which is really weird because I think a lot of people think I might have like Tourette's. Because I'll just be like, you know, walking around, like texting all of a sudden be like, anomaly. What's that? Nothing. I you, do do the swipe text. Oh, yeah? The quick one? My girlfriend thinks that's weird. Do you, like, who swipe text? Do you turn off the uh, predicted text? No, I don't want to say duck. I want to say something else. Uh, I just keep it on. I yeah. just fight through. And every time you hit, like, LOL, an emoji comes up, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll use that. I don't know. Or it comes up with the, it auto-corrects the wrong thing, like, five times in a row. I hate it. Yeah. Makes you want to throw a phone all the way across the highway. What's the temperature outside? You think it's above or below 46? Um, It's 7 o'clock. I'm going to go with above, but not by a lot. Below 40 and feels like 30. Winds, winds at 23 miles per hour out of the north. That happened quick. Somebody from the 785 says, pretty sure he's saying the same thing that I have to do because my wife hates that I always have you guys on in the background. <laughs> have your wife listen. Bring her along for the ride. I do the same thing in the car. I've always got 610 on. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend's like, you can't even hear what they're saying. Yeah, yeah but I can tune in every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I used to have to like keep my ear on the radio when Cody and Gold would be on because I never knew when they were going to slander my name. Because I would get like texts from people. Like My buddy Robert would be like, so they're talking about you. I'm like, oh, God, what now? Let me defend myself. Dusty, I'm driving voice to text. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I hate people that text and drive. Don't think that was a text anymore. Semi-pro. <laughs> I have to hear your take. I can give you my Tyreek Hill take. Uh, for those of you that missed the story today, uh, there's a woman suing Tyreek Hill uh, because she supposedly broke her leg after he got aggressive in, what, a backyard football scuffle? She, like, checked him on the line. He didn't like it, then went aggressively after her. She fell, broke her leg, and now she's suing. Here's the deal with Tyreek Hill. And I can be minute on this. It just seems that if stuff continuously happens or stuff is consistently revolved around you and your actions, it makes me think that maybe it's a you problem. And I don't know the full details of the story. I just know what I've read. And I know what we've seen in the past. And this is just something that would continuously be one of those things that seems to have a Tyreek Hill sort of spin on it. And if you missed it, 
A new lawsuit obtained by Daily Mail reveals that Dolphins wide receiver Tyree Kill broke a plus-size influencer's leg with a crushing force after she humiliated him during practice football drills. So again, that's all we know. And I'm sure more will come out. But I just find it weird that it just so happens that, you know, maybe it's a Tyreek Hill thing, right? We remember the story of the child. Remember the airport thing? I remember that day. Never will forget that day in my life. They played the actual audio on the air. I was in that studio over there. And, you know, it just seems that these sort of things just don't disappear, right? And it kind of takes me back to one of those things where when you think about if you ever had a friend that consistently got in trouble, I'll use myself for an example. When I was in middle school, shout out Homa Carter. For those of you that know that, you're a real one. That's where I went. And in seventh and eighth grade, I was in trouble quite a bit. And I would come home and tell my parents as they'd be like, so you got in school detention again. What happened? I, like, I don't know, man. I just, I just think I'm like targeted. I think people just don't like me. And my dad would be like, no, well, maybe, you know, if this stuff is continuously happening and happening towards you, maybe it's something you're doing that you need to fix. And that kind of hit me hard. You're right. You know, like, okay, maybe dad's right. Dad was right. And this is kind of the same example, you know, like Tyree Kill has always had something around him when it comes to being kind of a violent person. And I don't know him personally. I just know what's reported and I know what's been said. And maybe this is just something that needed to be said. But this just kind of seems like a Tyree Kill sort of problem that always seems to find or Tyree kill always seems to find this because I know there's a lot of us out there that think, Oh, this is just somebody trying to do a money grab. And if that's the case, I can't help that. But a lot of people might, you know, think that there is, you know, reason to believe that this is kind of one of those, you know, what is it? The, the boy who cried wolf. What me? It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Then why is the same sort of narrative to a story around you that involves you involving other people getting hurt always seem to happen as we talk about news that breaks today? And that's what gets me kind of in that sort of realm of Tyreek Hill. And, you know, when people continuously repeat, repeat, and repeat and repeat in the same sort of ballpark of actions, it's tough to think or tough to believe that they're consistently innocent or that they aren't what they think that they are being portrayed as. But this, again, is one of those things. And this is really sad if this story is 100% true, which we know in this time of year, not a lot of stuff is 100% true once it's after it's been first reported. But if this young lady did get her leg broke, because Tyreek Hill was forceful, because he was humiliated in a backyard football sort of drill. Man, that's just sad stuff. Go get some help, bro. And go figure out who you are. Because this is another storyline and something else that involves you. And it doesn't seem like it's an everybody else problem. It seems like it's a you problem. 
Dusty from the uh, from the eight one six. You inspired me to buy a pair of Lululemons. I'll tell you what, man. I bet that's the greatest pair of pants you've ever worn. The reason that came up is we, uh, you know, how the Royals got sponsored by Quick Trip Grant. Um, we did an out of left field question the other night. I think it was Thursday. I know it was Thursday because Julio was here, and it was if you could have one company sponsor your life for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I was really torn between like Target, Dick's Sporting Goods, and Lululemon. If you've ever worn a pair of Lululemon pants, you don't need draws. They're that comfortable. But they're also insanely expensive. So it's one of those things like, I'm not going to pay that much for those kind of pants. But they're worth it. Do you have a pair? One. You have one pair? Mm-hmm. It's worth it? Yeah. I, I'm in the market for new pants. Yeah. Um, all in motion, joggers from Target, great pants. Kind of the same kind of texture. I just do dumb things on my patio when I've had too much to, or when I've overserved myself. Like I told you today, I bought a pair of chubby swim trunks that are bright pink with two cans on them that have a four inch inseam. I'm not going to be allowed at pool parties this year if I wear those. Which is a shame because they're they're very fun looking. They're going to be worn. They're cool. I'm going to get one invite to every first time, and then I'm going to get the text. Hey man, had a great time. The food was great. Do you have another pair of trunks? My wife was just consistently looking your direction. I'm sorry. Hey, who's that guy over there with everything showing? Oh, that's Dusty. He's a good dude. Don't worry about it. Doesn't have a doesn't have another pair of swim trunks. Had to wear those out here today. You damn right. It's like I shop at Dan Flashes. Shut up, dog. You're a skunk. Shout out to Halls of Chart. Come on, Bubby. Don't disrespect my school like that. I don't know. Quick Trip's a hell of a sponsor. I hope there's a Quick Trip at the K. If there is by opening day and we get out there, I'm hitting rollers. Because I just saw they have a breakfast uh, taquito. Sausage, egg, and cheese. You think coffee goes through your system quickly? I guarantee you, you better know exactly where you're going to be within the next 10 minutes if you down one of those bag daddies. Why can't we get like a 64-ounce Pepsi and mm. some taquitos out there on the Pepsi porch? Mm. Just kick back. How many taquitos do you think you throw down? In a nine-inning baseball game? Yeah. One in an inning? You think you could throw nine taquitos down? I was going to say eight. You go mm. up there two or three times, get oh, four sorry. or five. Gosh. You think you'd eat more taquitos or more dogs in nine innings? I want to say taquitos, but the answer is probably dogs. Mm. You know what I want to talk about next? The Big 12 tournament. You know who likes the Big 12? You and I. You know why? Because this is the best the Big 12's been in my entire life, I promise. Coming up on the other side, uh, the Big 12 tournament's really going to help expedite this offseason because the Royals are coming. And so is basketball to Kansas City, and it should be electric. That's great, Nicholson. I'm Dusty Likens on the other side. We'll talk fireworks, possibly, at the T-Mobile Center here in just a few short weeks. You're listening to After Hours with 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
ETA five minutes immediately responded with wrong person, LOL. I didn't respond. That's what they said. Somebody says this from the 816. I don't know if it's true. Hey, man, you've got the porno name of an elderly forest dweller. Gotta let them know you've got the gear to match. In reference to my new swim trunks. Dusty Likens is a porno name of an elderly forest dweller? What's a forest dweller? My only guess is they're trying to do like the the werewolf thing Uh, with lichen. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. How many taquitos would I have to eat in one sitting to win a prize from 610? I don't know. If my boss will let me, I'll just bring koozies to opening day and I'll just give you one. And then you just have to like take a picture of your beverage and tag me in it. That seems like a creative idea. ETA five minutes. Sorry, wrong person. That's how you know you text into this show quite a bit. That texter's been smoking too much or something. Oh, somebody says I need to Google it. I don't know. Dusty Likens? L-I-K-I-N-S, not L-I-C-H-E-N. Lachen. Forest dweller. I never thought I'd get compared to that. That's hilarious. Not compare, but like in the same sentence. I think this year's Big 12 tournament is going to be electric. I really do. Uh, currently, KU and BYU, it is 27-24 uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. So quite the quite the game so far. Um, college basketball in general has kind of been a wild ride this season. But also, it seems like now that the conference realignment has really kind of gone off the rails and teams are, you know, doing what they are, joining conferences, you know, Houston, who is the leader of the Big 12, right? A lot of people have Houston probably in their pre-Final Four bracket. Do you still do brackets? Are you still a bracket guy? Or were you ever a bracket guy? Like an NCAA bracket? Yeah, yeah I'll do a bracket or two. Okay. What's I'm, your max? Like three, two? Yeah, three. It, usually like one serious one and one like yeah. if people are really persistent. I feel like this is one of those brackets this year where I have no idea if I'll even have a one seed in the final eight. I don't know what you're going to do. The whole thing is messed up. Because you know Purdue, right? They're not making the final four. They're not doing anything. Didn't uh, didn't Matt Painter and, and Edie get knocked out in the first round last year? Yeah, yeah, as a one seed. Yeah, only the second time in the history, right, Virginia, and then then they did it. It's crazy how the Big Ten basketball is like a mirror image of the Big Ten football. Like, there's They've a reason. Got two good teams. Yeah. And it's boring. Super boring. For, final score is like 49 to 37, and you're like, oh, that's why they play Sundays at 11. That's why every Sunday you wake up, it's Purdue, Ohio State at 11 o'clock. You're like, oh, they wanted me to miss this game. But the Big 12 tournament, I think there could be some fireworks at T-Mobile. Surely Houston will be the favorite, obviously, to win the entire tournament. Iowa State's good. You know their fran- their fans are going to be just just ready they're to gonna go. go nuts for Yo, sure. Oh, they're going to they're already well, here. You can see all the tweets Hilton South. Uh-huh. It's Hilton South. You're going to see at least three local news personalities that are going to say Looks a lot like Ames in here today, right? 
you've got what I would think K-State, who's going to have to make a deep run to get in the big dance. K-State, Wildcats, you're home here on 610 Sports Radio. You heard them last night. How about that game last night? 25-point lead, gone, goes to overtime. Jerome Pudetang, now 12-0 and in overtime with K-State. That's insane, dude. They still got the win. That's <laughs> they, all that matters. Especially this late, man. They all count. You think they make the big dance? No. Okay. I don't think so. It'd be great if they did. What do they got to get? They got to get to they Friday need, night? Yeah, well, they got to win two of these last three. Mm-hmm. If they lose in Lawrence, it's like fine. Sure. Because you weren't expecting that one at all anyways. And then they probably have to win at least a tournament game and just hope, fingers yeah. crossed, that the Big 12 resume gets them across the line. Yeah, because the Big 12 is still far and away the best conference. I think so. Because in the yeah. – in, in, it's, it's not the Big 10. Yeah, and this is one of those things where – what are they – they're going to play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is that right? I believe that's the schedule. Something like that. Maybe they it's Tuesday. Yeah, maybe it's Tuesday. it's Tuesday. So Tuesday is still going to be kind of rough, right? That's going to be like your UCF, BYU, right? Like those sort of teams. But, man, Thursday is going to be an electric day. You're going to have like Iowa State, Kansas, Houston, Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas. You're going to have a lot of action in the Big 12 tournament. I think this is one of the best times that there's been a Big 12 tournament. And the best part about this is that when the Big 12 tournament is over and then you get selection Sunday, before you blink, opening day is here. Because opening day is March 28th, right? 6-10, we'll, we'll all be out there. We'll be high-fiving, shaking hands, kissing babies if you'd like. I don't know if that's still allowed in 2024. Somebody wanted, I mean, somebody let drunk Jason Kelsey hold their daughter in Buffalo to say hi to Taylor Swift. I think we could still, you know. But it's crazy because you look at, you know, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas, Iowa State, Houston. I would assume most of those teams, I mean, maybe TCU, one, two, three, four, five, six. You think the Big 12 gets seven? Eight teams into the tournament? I feel like it's seven at least, right? Gotta be. Sneak an eighth in. Right. Maybe sneak a ninth in. But the top 17, you got to go through five or six before you get to even a question mark. Right. Houston, slam dunk. Iowa State, easily. Kansas, easily. Baylor in. Tech in. TCU, that's where we start. I think they're probably in. But that might be their first question mark. Then you got Oklahoma. Right? Seven and seven in the conference. BYU, seven and seven. BYU wins in Lawrence tonight. They're in. Without a doubt. That'd be eight, almost nine teams from one conference that are all going to play in one week in Kansas City. And that, my friends, is going to expedite your offseason woes. Man, football's over. What do we do now? Have a little fun with collegiate basketball. Because once that's over in your local town, Boom, opening day starts with a team that might have some sort of promise. And I want to bring that up because on the other side of this, before we do the out of left field question, we get to your royal expectations. You're going to hate me. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. 
I know this is probably redundant to say, but I am still just absolutely mesmerized by the way the weather's been today. I know. I know. Dusty, it's weather. It'll be just fine. Get over it. I understand. It's just somebody texted in and said it's hailing like an MFR at the Legends. And then friend of the show, Carly Ritter on her Instagram said that there's thunder and lightning with this front as well as like snow and rain. It's just, ugh. I feel like we always get that one little like, hey, F you, it's winter before you think it's spring. We've never really thought it's spring though in February. Nah. It's never. a bit early. Yeah. And I still think we're going to have one of those like days in March where it's going to be like, Gonna be a high of 29 tomorrow. Enjoy it. Because the 10 day forecast 40 degrees tomorrow and sunny. 54 on Thursday, 59 on Friday, 74 on Saturday, 78 on Sunday, 68 on Monday, 58 on Tuesday. But you get this little middle finger from Mother Nature on a Tuesday. It's like, hey, why don't you make some soup? I really love the broccoli cheddar soup from Panera. I'm just upset they close at 9. Because I would definitely swoop that on the way home. Definitely, definitely. Coming up at 8 o'clock, the out of left field question. It's interesting. I always act like I have to sell that thing. It should be sponsored. That should be sponsored. Richard of the Week should be sponsored. I don't know. Maybe I'm just greedy. Hailing. Royals. I'm kind of juiced. That's why I said I feel like you're going to hate me. Because I am you. You are me. We are we. I'm that guy every year. I think they can win 75 games. You've only seen them in the spring. They're three and one. They win every spring training. So. But I am. I'm a believer they're going to be competitive until at least August. That's my that's my prediction early. That's a very evergreen prediction. I think they will do things that will keep you intrigued or interested for most of the season. I don't know where they're going to go when it's all said and done. I know the favorites to win the division are Cleveland, followed by Detroit. Followed by Kansas City and then the White Sox are plus 5,000 to win the AL Central. And I think it's interesting that you look at what this team did in the offseason and kind of the way it finished last year, right? Bobby Witt, 30 and 50, that's insane. He's only gotten better every year. They did a lot of trimming the fat that probably shouldn't have been on this roster. I saw a stat the other day that there was only a very minimal amount of numbered 
Royals from three years ago on this current roster. Right? They went out and got Lugo, Waka, Renfro, guys like MJ Melendez, going to be a Wednesday day game getaway guy. Bobby Witt Jr., year three in the major leagues, signed the contract, as Vern said, that sticks out the most for me. He gave you his 20s, which is something that you don't really see guys do for the Royals that are that sort of caliber of a player, and Bobby Wood Jr. did that. I'm a real big, firm believer of Cole Reagans. I think the lefties got a little bit more juice, and how ironic would that be that they – Got Cole Reagans from a Dayton Moore sort of ran team that's a pitcher that didn't really set this team up for success with pitchers drafted and developed. Also, did you see Hunter Dozier got signed by the Angels and they gave Motani's number? <sighs> Tough. I feel bad for Anaheim fans. Not only is Mike Trout going to get hurt, not only did you lose Shohei Otani, now you have Hunter Dozier. Oof. With some of the worst walk up music I've ever heard. Some of the worst. And it's not a shot on what type of music it is. It's just like, that, that, okay. I think he had like Matt Carney at one point. Ships in the night, that's what gets you ready. That's why your average was 141. Not getting juiced enough before he gets a plate. No, you know who was juiced up? Eric Hosmer. Because he had Travell and little Scrappy coming up with his. And all it was was the sound of a bed rocking. For those of you that didn't understand that. What it is. What's up? But anyways, I think the best way that you can be with this Royals team, because baseball's baseball's here. And don't forget, Vern's Hot Stove Show is every Thursday night. You get an hour of Vern and two hours of myself. I never thought I'd be on the same world as that. But Vern will be back for episode two of the Hot Stove coming up this Thursday night at 6 o'clock. I'll take over after that from 7 to 9. But I think you could be reasonably optimistic about this Royals team because I think there are three very important key facts that the Royals did for you to at least give them that. That's why I say you're not going to like me for this topic because I'm telling you what to do. And I never in my life would tell anybody what to do. But I think as a local Kansas City fan and people that I think that I've met, liked, known, gotten to know in the city, I think you at least owe it to that. Because I try not to be contradicting. But all I heard in the offseason was, I'm not even going to give it a thought if they don't address the issues. And then a lot of people as well said, well, it doesn't matter what Bobby Wood Jr. does. He's going to be a Yankee in three years anyway. Well, this team can't find pitching. Why would I even get my hopes up? And I'm not saying that you got to be at the point of hopes up. I'm just saying I think that you should be reasonably optimistic that this team might be and should be and most likely will be the best product you've seen on the field since 2017. And you can do quick math, right? That's seven years. That's not the smallest of sample sizes when it comes to, well, in the past, seven years of just really bad baseball ain't great. But the three things they did that I think you deserve to be reasonably optimistic is that they signed players, they nipped in the bud the old 
Royals team or the team that was that atrocious team of seven years. And not only that, they signed your superstar at the age of 24. So I think you could go into the season with a blank slate and say, you know what? I'm not going to be upset if they lose two or three in a row. But you might find yourself come September being like, that was a fun season. Did they make it to the playoffs? No. Did they win 82, 83 games? Yeah. Were they in it till really the very end? More than likely. Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Kansas City, Bobby Wood Jr., plus 2,000 to win MVP. What if it really gets turned on for Bobby Witt this year? What if Cole Reagans is that ace in your rotation? The left-handed specialist. There are a lot of what-ifs, but I think those what-ifs do deserve a little bit of more optimistic attitude from Royals fans. And I think Vern can get you there as well if you listen to the hot stuff. And somebody from the 816 says, I already have $100 on them to win the Central. Guardians can't hit. Detroit, 500 at best. Sox, 100 losses. Twins, 10 games under 500. 85 wins is within reach if the pitching is just mediocre. Just give me some, oh, oh, give me some good baseball until at least August. I was about to say the same thing. Just give me to August. Yeah. Give me to August, like, 12th, and I'll be ecstatic. Like, I will be so happy if I upset people that I have a Royals topic at St. Joe. Because I can guarantee you the boss is sending my ass to St. Joe for training camp. And I will guarantee you if the Royals are playing above 500 in competitive baseball, we'll be in St. Joe talking the Royals. And I've above never done 500 that. for sure. Yeah, and I've never done that. I've never talked Royals in St. Joe. How dare you? Like, could you imagine the looks on people's faces that sit close to me? And Mahomes is out there spinning it. And there's no Legereus need. And they drafted one of the rookie wide receivers. And I'm out. You know, they play the Twins tonight. Reagan's on the mound. Going for win number 12. And he five strikeouts behind the leader in the AL. Bobby's going to be seventh in MVP. Oh, though. I'll tell you what. I like to help people out. I'm a man of the people. I didn't earn the name the crown jewel by mistake. I didn't earn the name the text line champion. And we had mentioned earlier that there was hail damage or that there was hail out there. Or at least somebody texted in and said it's hailing like an MFR in the legends. Please tell people affected by hail to call Dylan at your neighborhood rooter, roofer from the 816. And I don't know if I'm a, if this is legal. So if I'm not on the air, come tomorrow from the 816. If you do shout me out telling people affected by hail to call Dylan at your neighborhood roofer, I'll give 500 per person that tells me Dusty sent them. I'm probably going to get in trouble for that. But I like helping people out. And if that's what gets me, then that's it. I went out as a as a nice guy. 
913-586-7610. You need to know that number because that's where we get the out of left field question results. And tonight's question is, what's the lowest stakes conspiracy theory you have? This is not meant to be serious. This is not supposed to be one of those type of, I think this is staged because the, no, 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 no. Lowest stakes conspiracy theory that you have. 913-586-7610. That's Grant. I'm Dusty. This is After Hours for now. Unless I get fired for doing that. I hope I don't. If I do, Spectre, I'm sorry. Remember that I loved everybody here and loved it. Out of left field question coming up on the other side of this is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.